0: Blog Talk Radio. to U.S. Defense Watch Radio, on the front lines of truth and liberty. This is Ray Starman, your host on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. I'm also the editor-in-chief and founder of usdefensewatch.com, a site that's been around for about two years and focuses on mainly military and defense-oriented subjects with a politically incorrect, hard-hitting manner. Tonight, we're going to talk about a series of videos, a new ad campaign, Uh, put out by the British Army trying to entice uh, Muslims, homosexuals, millennial wimps, uh, millennial (laughs) – it's just soft males and, of course, uh, women who want to be in the combat arms into the British Army. Tonight's show is called A Bloody Shambles, and it's going to be a great show. There's a lot to talk about this. uh, If you thought things were bad in the U.S. military – I, I believe the, uh, the British are hitting a new high as far as politically correct insanity. We're going to talk about that in about five minutes, as always, on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Just a quick uh, summary of what's going on in news. There's, there's a lot of stuff happening uh, in the world tonight. Half the country is once again freezing. And uh, let's we might as well just start with the weather here. The East coast is pretty cold right now. you got out of New York city is about 15 degrees. Pittsburgh is at minus three Chicago, two degrees and even the wind chill in Northern Florida, 20 degrees in Pensacola, 20 degree wind chill in Pensacola right now, Atlanta looks like it's about 15 degrees. And of course, At the headquarters of U.S. Defense Watch Radio in Southern California, it's been a pretty nice day again. Of course, not everything in California is perfect. Uh, I was listening to some great statistics on the radio yesterday. And California has spent $1 trillion in the last 23 years on welfare programs, probably mostly towards um, immigrants. And the, the state is now the poorest state in the country. You remember those days where California was a Republican state? It was a wealthy state, had the greatest schools, public schools in the country. Well, no more. The place is a third world hell hall, courtesy of the Democratic Party. Nobody else to blame except the Democrats. They can't run anything. They can't run an economy. They can't run a war. They can't run foreign policy. They can't run national security. What are they good for? You know what they're good for? They're good for it, sitting at press conferences and asking stupid, asinine questions about President Trump's health. I, I, I don't want to go in the whole thing, but some of you may have heard the, uh, the briefing by Rear Admiral Randy Jackson yesterday. Uh, no relation to the guy from American Idol. And, uh, you know, he went through basically, said so the guy's fit as a fiddle. He's got some high cholesterol. It's just just the crazy stuff that was asked. But uh, anyway, let's just move on quickly because we do have a big show tonight talking about the uh, what's going on in the British military. Movie theater attendance hits 24-year low. Well, that's, that's a no-brainer. The movies are horrible for the most part. And look at the t- kind of TVs. You can you go to Costco and get a 55-inch TV for a few hundred dollars in ultra-high definition. And you can watch uh, Netflix on there, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever. Why do, you, why do you want to go sit in a movie theater to watch a bunch of garbage? I mean, what does what Hollywood put out now? One decent movie a year? Maybe you got Dunkirk, Darkest Hour. What else is there? Every every year in the Oscars for the last 15 years, it's basically like a a student film festival where 50 power brokers in Hollywood sit around uh, and congratulate each other on how great they are. And then we have to watch Meryl Streep get another award. That's the worst part of the whole thing. Shut down fear grips, D.C. Oh, my God, the federal government could be shut down. How about this? How about shutting down the federal government for eternity? ad infinitum okay what a tragedy that would be if the federal government just disappeared and we had to all revert back to just state government don't say that ray you shouldn't be saying that we have to have a bloated federal government remember what ronald reagan said the 10 worst words in the english language hi i'm from the government and i'm here to help not let's see what else we've got going on just just basically a lot of you know cold weather again on the east coast You know, really, really cold stuff, another cold snap. I think the East Coast and the uh, North Central States, the Rust Belt, you know, uh, excuse me, Donald Trump got all those votes, Hillary. You know, Wisconsin, Michigan, it's cold up there too, very, very cold up there too. Merkel and Kurtz clash over migrant quota. Basically, Angela Merkel is a leftist Green Party person from the former East Germany disguised as a conservative. Her goal is to destroy Western civilization by letting in millions of millions of unbedded males from the Muslim world. What could possibly go wrong with that plan? What, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. There's no clash of civilizations there. No clash of civilizations there. Terrorists could use Teslas to kill. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know about hunger stop source legislation. Prime Minister Orbán, that guy might just be the man who saves Europe from these these leftist, PC, SJW fools that are running Germany, Britain, France, Sweden, Denmark, and the rest of them. East East Europe does not want to go Islam, to go um, Islamic like the rest of uh, the European continent. We'll see what happens with that. When we get back on uh, U.S. Defense Watch. Radio. We're going to talk about, once again, tonight's theme of Bloody Shambles. What's going on in the British Army? Like I said, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the U.S. military, but uh, these guys might have just set a new precedent in the complete PC fiasco they've created with this new ad campaign called uh, This Is Belonging. And I'm gonna play a lot of clips from them, but right now if you know if you're curious, you can go to YouTube, just search This is Belonging. You can watch all of them. They're just it's it's absolute fiasco what these guys have put up. And we'll be right back on US Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman. We're back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. We've got about uh, 50 minutes left in tonight's program. That was, of course, the theme from the 1977 blockbuster hit movie, A Bridge Too Far. that had just about every major star in the 1970s in it. Ryan O'Neill, Robert Redford, Elliot Gould, Edward Fox, General Horrocks, Sir Lawrence Olivier, of course, and a cast of thousands. But actually, you know, that, uh, I was playing that because that really kind of harkens back to a time where the, uh, the British Army and actually the American Army uh, was not being infested with social justice warriors and PC lunatic liberals and feminists. You know, when you, when you think about, um, you know, the British military, you think a lot of things, of course, was, they were our enemy during the Revolution of War of 1812, but they were great soldiers, the Redcoats. Then you had you know, the Light Brigade, the Charge of the Light Brigade into the Valley Road, the 600. I really, believe that was the 6th and 13th uh, Dragoons of the British Army in the Crimean War. Then we had the Tommies of the Great War, who, uh, to paraphrase, General MacArthur, drained deep the chalice of courage. I mean, to have survived the Great War, yeah, no wonder they called it the Lost Generation for what those guys went through that were there. Then you had World War II. I mean the, uh, the the heroism on the British military in World War II, just in the army. You have the Desert Rats in North Africa. And we just played the Bridge Too Far about Operation Market Garden. The British First Airborne Division went into Arnhem in Holland with 10,000 guys, and they uh, they, they came out of there with about 2,2500. That was a clear case of uh, not listening to your intel guys. The, uh, the intelligence officers from the uh, G2 section of the uh, British 1st Airborne Division, they had, they had the, uh, the photos that showed that uh, there was an SS Panzer Division that was basically reconstituting and hanging out in the area and in Arnhem, area around Arnhem for R&R while it was reconstituting. The, uh, the British, Mil- British Army just didn't want to believe it. They knew it was there. But uh, they just didn't want to do it because Montgomery wanted to have that corridor into northern Germany where he could make a beeline towards Berlin and also beat the Americans. So it just turned into a fiasco. It really was a bridge too far. We seized most of the bridges with, with the British, but, uh, but Arnhem was a disaster. And, but that, nevertheless, the heroism of the British uh, Red Devils was, was, was phenomenal. And we'll go down in, in the legends and the annals of warfare. Like you had the 2nd Para Regiment in the Falklands, the Battle of Goose Green. We'll talk about Colonel H. Jones, who won the Victoria Cross during that battle. And then, of course, there's the famed SAS with their motto, Who Dares Win? Started by David Sterling in North Africa in 1942. Sterling had this idea of a, of a unit that would go behind the lines, basically shoot up German airfields, cause havoc, chaos, harass the enemy, and get out of there. It evolves into the SAS of today. From so Benghazi in Libya to Northern Ireland to Afghanistan today. I mean, there is there's a lot of great history in the British Army, and the history is great because there was a lot of courage, and they had the right people. Okay, and they're not re- obviously with this new series. They're they're not looking to recruit the right people. They're looking to recruit the type of people that don't fight wars. Okay. And that's what I've said on and on here, is that the morons that are running the U.S. military and the British military and probably every other NATO military, well, the Germans are just they're hopeless. They're, they look at the military as nothing different than if you're working at Google. You know, what's wrong? That guy, that guy, the guy next to me is a transgender at Google. Why can't he be in the SAS? You know, it's just, it's just really out of control. And they've created this new series of videos called This is Belonging. Like I said, you can go to YouTube while you're listening to the show or later on or whatever. Just type in This is Belonging. There's a bunch of them that come up. I'm going to talk about a few of them. But basically the videos, they're a celebration. It's a liberal celebration of Islam, homosexuality, millennial candy asses, and of course the feminist fantasy of women – not only serving, but now leading combat arms units in war, because that will turn out so well. Uh, honestly, in a, in a prior time, if this stuff would have been put out 40 or, 50 or 40, 30 years ago, even 25 years ago, 20 years ago, it, it would have been looked at as some, some kind of skit maybe out of Monty Python. But it's actually real. It's actually real. In the globalist hellhole known as Western Europe 2018, this is just Orwellian brainwashing. It's an endless push to destroy the last bastion of masculinity in society, which is the military. And the true last bastion of the last bastion in society are the combat arms and special operations forces of of the military, U.S. military and the British military. And, and, and it's just in why it's being allowed to happen, that's all. You could have a whole week show of US Defense Watch Radio. Is, in, a, in a nutshell, because the guys in charge don't have the balls to stop it. Because they're too worried about their health care, their pension, what job they're gonna get when they get out of there. I mean, you know, oh, some liberal's gonna call them a racist or whatever the heck. You know, everything you everything liberals don't like, well, you're a racist. Yeah. You're a racist. You're a racist. You're a racist. Let's talk about the uh, first video in the series. It's called Keeping My Faith. This one is a classic. Basically, the setting is it looks like there is a British infantry squad is in Afghanistan. And there's a Muslim soldier in the unit because God knows, I mean, with with the way Europe is, I mean, you know, this is all going to work out. The Islamization of Europe, it's going to go well. We haven't actually got along with Islam for a thousand years, but don't worry about it. We're gonna shove these people into Western society. They love it. They don't want to have Sharia law or Islamic law. They want to be Western. It's it's a absolute crock. And and in, in this video, you know, whatever this infantry squad was doing, uh, maybe they took took a break to uh to have some chow or a brew up or whatever. Oh, you have got the Islamic soldier who's gotta stop and say a prayer and go through the whole routine while these guys look on very patiently, you know. They, they they look very they look on so patiently because you know diversity. Here 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 we go. You can you can look at that on YouTube, but I'm going to play it right now. Uh, some of it. Here we go. Keeping my faith. Video one. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to take care of my I'm going to take care I'm Yep, that was video one, Keeping My Faith. Now, obviously, if you watch it on uh, your computer screen, you're going to get a heck of a bigger idea than just listening to this, this uh, guy who's in, you know, somewhere in Afghanistan. They're on a patrol. Hey, we're going to take uh, 10 minutes, chaps, to uh, have a brew up and uh, have some, uh, some food. Uh, Ali, uh, you can go ahead and uh, just, just pray. Um, we really don't know who the hell you are anyway. You could be a jihadist that wants to kill us all. And setting us up for an ambush down the road there, but don't worry, diversity, diversity. Let this guy in, and uh, you know, so what if he has to pray 200 times a day? Whatever. The you know, the British Army probably pays better than the London taxi business. So this could be the new gig for these guys. You know, that's why they all want to be uh, taxi drivers, is they can stop and pray anytime they want. But uh, you know, it's all going to go well. Because Islam and Christianity have, have always gotten along so well. It's going great in Europe now. There's no problems with rapes, with petty crime, with murders, with terrorism, with molestation, with women being terrified to even go in these areas where these, 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 these people live. And there's no problem. No problem. The, the postman don't even want to deliver the mail in Muslim neighborhoods. But hey, don't worry about it. Be quiet. Just think diversity. It's all great. It's all gonna happen. Diversity is a combat multiplier. And sensitivity is the king of battle. And that was the first one called Keeping My Faith. Now let's go on to the next one in the series. Oh, I have to say that on every one of these videos, and I'm only going to play about six or seven of them. I think it's a, there's about 15 or 20 of them in the series. And at comments have been disabled on every single one. Now, if this was such a great idea that was going so well, why have all the comments been disabled on, 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 on YouTube? What does the British Army not want you to know? Basically that this is all a bunch of total nonsense and that some of the comments are, are just classic? I mean, if they, if they really believe this is a great plan, why don't they allow people to make comments on here? Why are you shut down the comments? Because probably this is a complete cluster in the making. Good God. Here's the next one. Can I practice my faith in the Army? Now, it's not exactly a guy who is an Episcopalian named Chick Bentworth, who is in the Grenadier Guards, who says, hey, can I, you know, can I be an Episcopalian while I'm in the army? No, this, is one, this, this, this one chronicles a soldier's personal jihad as a devout Muslim who's unable to relate to his peers drinking at the pub, and he's struggling to find a job. Obviously, maybe he's not into driving a taxi that would enable him to pray so he joins the British military because they love these guys now where one can always find a quiet corner this is just beautiful faith has always been a part of who I am daily prayers were a huge part of family life but growing up it got harder Many jobs wouldn't give you a chance to pray. When I joined the army, I was worried it would be worse. But the army embraces the fact that you would come from a different faith. Even on exercise, there's always a quiet moment to go into a cabin and just sort of find a little corner um, and do your prayers there. Yeah, the lads would go out of the way to sort of make sure that I'm um, happy, part of the team, all that sort of stuff. My faith is such a part of me. That doesn't change when I'm put on a uniform. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's nothing that a military operation needs then to just stop what you're doing so Joe Habibi can find a quiet corner to say some prayers in. And, you know, there's obviously, you know, the British Army now is a real haven for these people. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of them are at war with the British Army in, in Britain and Western civilization. But, hey, you get a decent paycheck. You get three hots and a cot. It's probably better than driving a taxi. Maybe they even give you a back uh, massager tube when you join. And, you know, it's just uh, – this is just part of what I call putting a round peg into a square hole. Absolute lunacy recruiting these people. OK, you can say you can vet them all you want. You're ne- they're never going to be vetted. There's always going to be a tro- uh, fifth column. It's like saying, let's just open up and let the fifth column in and let him have a quiet corner. You can always find a quiet corner every time. There's nothing your squad leader, your platoon sergeant, your platoon leader, your company commander, your battalion commander is focused on more than making sure you have that quiet corner. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But yeah, it's all part. You know, Europe, Western Europe is just walking itself into a catastrophe. They actually believe this is all doable, even though they really know it isn't. But they're going to try to do it. And when it, and when the inevitable catastrophe happens, this is actually a security, internal security threat. Why would you let people in your military that belong to what I call a death cult that wants Western civilization to go down? I know, I know. People say, but Ray, we are fighting with Muslims in the Middle East. We have Muslim allies. Yes, in their own countries. Okay? Yes. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. How about that guy who shot up the uh, the people <coughs> at Fort uh, Hood? You know, the guy that let Wa have his, his uh, profile so he could have his Islamic beard. And this guy's apparently on duty. He's floating around a 7 Eleven looking like Lawrence of Arabia and his freaking dress on or whatever the heck it's called, a kefaya or whatever. Yeah, no, but that's okay. That's okay. We want. We don't want to hurt anybody. We want to be sensitive because the job of the military is to be sensitive and just be, you know, diversity. Don't worry about training to fight wars. That that has nothing to do with being in the military now. All right. But what would a series of PC videos be without a video called "Can I Be Gay in the Army"? Well, of course you can. Of course you can. We wouldn't want you to not be able to practice your open homosexuality everywhere you want it to be in the military now because we wouldn't want to, to hinder that. It doesn't matter if the assault rate among homosexuals in the military is higher than heterosexuals. It doesn't matter if the AIDS rate among homosexuals is higher than the rest of society. But hey, feel free to practice that open homosexuality where you want it to be. And in this video, Can I Be Gay in the Army? Miss yes you can, sweet pea. Diversity, it's narrated by a soldier who thought his sexual orientation would hinder his social acceptance in the military, but is now, he's not afraid to talk about having a boyfriend. And, and this once again goes into my, what I'm talking about, the warrior culture, the warrior spirit, just totally under demolition with all this stuff. Okay. can't have any distractions. Having Bob with his boyfriend, Pete, in the squad is a distraction. And let's find here the, the cut here. Hold on a second. Yes, here we go. Uh, can I be gay in the army? Growing up, I really had my heart set on joining the army. My brother was up in Afghanistan hearing his experiences, that's when I knew I wanted to join as a medic. I was really worried about whether I'd be accepted, but within days, I was more than confident about being who I was. I'm not afraid to talk about having a boyfriend. I thought I'd have to hide it, but once you've done it, you think, well, why, why did I make it such a big thing for so long? No big deal. You can have your boyfriend in the unit. Everybody can know. Everybody can know it's, it's all okay. It won't screw up the warrior culture, the warrior spirit, esprit de corps, camaraderie, whatever you have. Don't worry about those gay assaults, sexual assaults that are going on. Let's just, you know, we've got to practice diversity. We've got to be is just, it's just all so beautiful how sensitive everybody in the military is now. I mean, I, I just, it just gives me an overwhelming sense of Just total, it's just so beautiful. We're so sensitive. Of course, our enemies that we're going to fight, they don't believe in any of this. They don't believe in gays in the military or being sensitive or whatever, all the other stuff I'm talking about, the other stuff I'm going to get to. They actually believe in fighting wars, the old-fashioned way, with guys that are going to cut your throat and kill you. But we're going to learn the hard way. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch. After that, I really need to hear some Chuck Norris music from one of Chuck Norris's movies. We'll be right back. It was actually the soundtrack from the 1986 movie Delta Force starring Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin thousands.
1: Um,
0: you know, of course that movie couldn't even be made. Now that was made by the Canon group, uh, Menachem Golan and, uh, Mr. Globus. I actually knew Mr. Golan. He was a good guy. When I worked, uh, at the history channel, uh, we used to get some, uh, we got some footage from one time for a show called guns of the commandos a long time ago. um, those, that movie would just not be celebrating diversity at all, and uh, it's actually i like it i mean it may not fit into you know what people want to see right now, but uh, I like how they start the, uh, at the uh desert one in iraq Iran excuse me in nineteen eighty that uh, the failed rescue mission, which i'm telling you right now, if that operation would have worked, that would have been the one of the greatest military operations of all time it really would have. And uh, kind of harkens back to a time in the military where we didn't think about this kind of stuff. The military and the British military and the NATO militaries and the U.S. military focused on what militaries are supposed to focus on, fighting wars, fighting wars. I told you I had some more talk about. We're only about half over on this, 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 this laundry list of this, this, this insanity that the British Army has come up with. All right, let's go to the next one called "Expressing My Emotions." A soldier receives a letter from home and has his own little Oprah moment of crying. He's consoled by his fellow soldiers. Obviously, the old British stiff upper lip is as passé as locking up somebody in the Tower of London, isn't it? Maybe the Brits borrowed this guy from. Uh, remember that uh, when the, uh, that clown that was the commander of the riverine craft surrendered to the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guards, the guys that were look they, they were on like little canoes. You know, we completely outgunned them and everything. Uh, this guy just decided to throw the code of conduct right out the, uh, out the window, and his uh, one of his petty officers was on camera just weeping, like like he was you know a, a guest on an Oprah show. You know that that's the that's the kind of American at arms. You know, and the thing is, anybody's listening. Been in a war? Yes. Do men cry in wars? Yes. I've seen men cry in a war, cry in war. But does that mean we have to openly recruit and say, hey, come on guys, we want men who cry. We want you to cry. Please cry all the time. If Sarge makes you run five miles, cry. Just please cry. Because we want we want we want that. And let's go to this one. Expressing my emotions in the army. Oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> Sitting there, crying. He's gotten some letter, and he's crying. Well, yeah. Give need some more for that. Just kidding. Unbelievable. I like I said before. Yes, I've seen soldiers cry in a war. Men cry in war. Men do cry. They don't have to make it, advertise it. Like, hey, it's okay. Come on in. You didn't get the job on on the Broadway uh, choreographer? Well, we could use you as a machine gunner in the British Army, where you could cry all the time. And, you know, if you have a thing for Bob over there, well, that's okay, too. No problem. Good almighty God. In a continuation of recruiting the softest men in society, there's another video titled, What If I Get Emotional in the Army? What in the hell is this? It describes a male soldier who tells male recruits they will find support if they find they feel emotional. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Here we go on this one. Man up. Grow up here. It feels like as a man you can never express your emotions. I thought joining the army would be a thousand times worse. That any sign of emotion would be a sign of weakness that would have it ripped out of us but once you're in you realize no one is a machine the army is family I've probably told them things i wouldn't even tell my own family there's always someone there to talk to or even just make you laugh okay couldn't they just say hey if you got a problem go see the chaplain or in the case of the British Army, your local imam who's probably building a pipe bomb in his mosque? Okay? Why why are they advertising like, hey, why, why do they need to tell people it's okay to be a soft weakling who wants to cry in the military? Okay? Why is that necessary as part of an advertisement? Isn't it, it used to be like, come on, become a man, join the British military. Strong tradition. Look at all the battles we fought. We've been kicking ass for a thousand years. I mean, why do they need to advertise, like, it's okay if you want to cry? Join us. Sarge understands. He's going to go shopping with you after, after the training day. You guys can both shop for tampons and high heels at the PX. Because Sarge is undergoing gender reassignment surgery. He just didn't want to tell you that. Yes, and he, he also has a boyfriend named Bob, too. I mean, why is it necessary that, that – why would you make a ad like that? It's because – they're recruiting a, a, a ele- elements of society that are just complete wimps. And we're going to get into that. Of what is the whole purpose of all this? It, it's absolute disaster. It really is. You know, it, it really is. And, you know, it's just, it's just liberals. They're doing, you know, they, they think that this is, this is cool or they're, you know, they're, this is, this is who they're going to get. And I mean, I think, I just think it's, it's just leading to absolute disaster. I don't know. What, I don't know. I just think it's an absolute fiasco. I'm almost speechless about it. Well, that sounds very stylish. It really does. It's stylish to liberals and the PC crowd. And the fact that the British military is allowing this is let you know the kind of worthless, gutless, non-warrior, feather merchant, perfume prince duds that are running that operation. Yeah, these are not the same guys who uh, were fighting the uh, SS Panzer Division in the streets of Arnhem. God. Here we go. We've got another one. Let's see this one. Oh yeah, this is a classic. This is one of this is my one of my favorites. Actually, if you want to it's actually this one is almost more visual too. It's called Facing My Kryptonite. Basically, there's a group of soldiers and they're cheering their little millennial wimpy buddy who is struggling to do three pull ups. He can't do three pull ups. They're leading him on. Here we go with this one. Facing my kryptonite. Oh. I can't take any more of that. It's mostly visual anyway. Guy struggling to knock out three pull-ups. Unbelievable. Three pull-ups. You would think this guy was doing 200 or something. Okay? You know, in my article about the, uh, the, the lack of standards at, down at the Special Forces Q course, I talked about how in, you know, the rough and tough world of Army ROTC basic camp in 1985 at Fort Knox, they wouldn't even let you in the chow hall unless you could knock out eight pull-ups. And if you couldn't do it and fell out, you know, dropped from the bar, basically just, you know, screamed at for 15 minutes, they'd finally let you in there. But, you know, I mean, you, 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 they would totally destroy you. But now we're cheering some guy who can't even do three pull-ups. If you're 18 years old and you can't knock out three pull-ups, you are basically a worthless millennial maggot. But that's the generation. That, and when we get to why this is all happening. They're, they're you know basically focusing on a generation that's been sitting around and the only thing they've been exercising in their thumbs for 20 years. Oh, yes. And now we go to my favorite one of all time. What is a series of PCSJW videos without one propagating the ultimate feminist fantasy of women in the combat arms and special operations forces? This one is called Having My Voice Heard. It's about a female British soldier who leads a squad of troopers after a helleborn insertion in enemy territory. Now, this one is largely visual, too, but I'll just play it for the heck of it. And here we go. Okay. Like I said, that was largely visual. I, I I say it's a great idea to basically watch it on YouTube. My voice heard. Okay. You know, what is a propaganda video for the military now in 2018 without the, uh, the fiasco idea of women in the combat arms. And so you watch this video and it looks like a Helleborn insertion, you know, in the Falklands, like they're going into goose green or something like that, or some kind of SAS raid in the Falklands. And you've got this, uh, this woman, you know, she's got the, you know, the camouflage on and she's looking tough and she's going to lead. She's a globalist superwoman. <clears throat> she's going to lead these men in a battle. Um, of course, stress fracture, pregnancy and sexual harassment accusations coming from her in three, two, one. Maybe she can join the SAS because, I mean, apparently. It's only a matter of time before their standards go completely down the drain and their model becomes maybe who dares cries or who dares lactates. Maybe who dares menstruates? Why not? Why not? Diversity, diversity, believable. It just, it just, it really, it just keeps going and going and going. And there's a whole series of them. I think there's about 15 or 20. I like I said, I'm just covering the main ones here. And when we get back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, we're going to talk about why exactly is this all going on? What is the purpose of it? What is the British? They're going to have some comments, too, about people in the British military, retired British military people, about this whole thing. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, and this is Ray Starman, your host. On US Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman, your host. I'm also the editor and founder of USDefenseWatch.com, a site that's been around for a couple of years that focuses on military national security issues with a politically incorrect tone. Basically, we tell the real story what's going on. Not rubber stamp it like a lot of other sources out there that basically, you know, are just uh, the party line. Like, you know, Army Times. Wow. Women in the Green Berets, no standards. It's so beautiful. Oh, yay, isn't that beautiful? Oh, gays in the military. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, Chelsea Manning's running for Senate. Oh, she's served in the military. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, it's all so wonderful. Embrace diversity. Now we get back to the British military ad campaign here. The focus is why, in the name of God, would they do this? Basically, because the people running it are – social justice warriors themselves and the other people that aren't are too gutless to say anything. It's sort of a common trend that's going on right now in the, in the world. You've got the liberals that have taken over the militaries of NATO countries, and you've got this small contingent of guys that can't stand what's going on, but don't have the cojones to actually do anything about it. And what that, that equation equals is a upcoming total cluster on the field of battle somewhere. In the future. And it's coming. Unless NATO or the United States or both of us get into a war where it's just all ICBMs and it goes nuclear instantly, we're going to be in a real world of shite. Because we're going to field armies that are basically composed of guys that cry all the time, gays, transgenders, women leading uh, units into combat where they can't handle it physically, or do not have the uh, the aggressiveness, that comes from testosterone, which only men have, but women have a little bit. We're going to get our ass handed to us. A blind man can see it. I mean, I'm telling you, if I was Putin or Z, or those, those Moolah maniacs that run Iran, or that little Pee wit that's running North Korea with the Shanana hairdo, Kim Jong-un, I would be laughing my ass off when at these things. I'd be like, we're going up against these guys, Okay. They're going to, they're going to, our enemies are fighting, going to fight a war the old fashioned way. And we're going to send, you know, the guys from a chorus line into battle with their little hankies so they can cry. And and we'll have a lot of breast pumps so our platoon leaders can express milk in the field because it's all just beautiful. Diversity is just beautiful. Let, let's, I have some quotes here from, um, uh, some British Army personnel, mostly retired. Here's Colonel – retired Colonel Richard Kemp, British Army. The main group of people who are interested in joining aren't worrying so much about whether they're going to be listened to if there's an emotional issue. No shit, Colonel, while well, many guys now do. What they are worried about more is how they're going to face combat. Not only that, are they going to be attracted by images of combat because that's why people join the armed forces. What the good colonel is saying is in the old days when you were a young guy and you wanted to join the military, is because you'd been reading books your whole life about heroes, action, being part of history, you're seeing movies of the same thing. You know? You're not joining the military so you can cry on somebody's shoulder or maybe you can get a date with the guy in your squad. It's just but the people that running are running pushing this, they don't get it. They don't get it. Okay, what do we have here? Here we go. Uh, retired Major General Tim Cross This also reflects the fact that the army Like the rest of the government Is being forced down a route of political correctness Do you think? What is most important is that the army recruits And is full of soldiers hmm. It's of secondary importance that they reflect The composition of society Which is basically becoming a Freak show Cross also weighed in the concern I think for a lot of people is that you end up with an army that's not capable of doing what you want it to do, and when you send it away on operations it's not able to deliver. in other words, what the good general is trying to say is the British Army is heading for a major league ass kicking like the u s army but this is this is this is really out there this ad campaign. Now we have General Sir Nick Carter, head of the British Army, has countered the backlash, asserting that the military must tap new talent pools. I hate to tell you, General, but uh, these aren't talent pools. Okay, this is a freak show. Due to due to a lack, have to well, tap these new talent pools. Quote talent pools. I, I I would just say dark pools. No talent. Lack of capable young white men. Perhaps the British military should never have gotten rid of their draft. Okay, And why uh, don't capable British c- uh, civ- citizens want to join the military? You know why? Because anybody who's still a red-blooded young guy doesn't want to join a military that's run by women, gays, transgenders, and is you know looking for soldiers that want to cry on sergeants' shoulder because they had a really tough day because he made them run a little, and he yelled at them, and then he made them do push-ups. I joined the military because I wanted I, – I just joined because I wanted a place I could go and cry. That's true. I, I'm so glad I was able to find a unit like the 7th Cavalry that let me cry every day. I don't think so. Good God. Okay, men, we're going to hit uh, Omaha Beach. Uh, we, let's just all start crying, all cry on each other's shoulders. Good God. Uh, Nick Carter once again. Our society is changing, and I think it's entirely appropriate for us, therefore, to try and reach out to a much broader base to get the quote once again the use of talent we need in order to. Once again, Nick, this is not talent, this is basically the dregs of society. Okay. So, you know, Carter is just like the rest of the perfume princes and the feather merchants and the other NATO militaries, I mean, and the U.S. military. Okay. Don't have the guts to actually say the truth, which is this is a total cluster, and trying to put a round peg into a square hole and make it happen. And it's not going. It's you know, it's going to happen, but it's event like I said. I mean, you know, anybody who's a blind man can see where this is going. You know, it really. And I and I, when I was, uh, when I was looking at this yesterday. I did an article on this. I was wondering. Like I said, not only what our enemies think. You know, what does Winston Churchill think, looking down from the heavens? We sacrifice all this in World War II, so we can have a society that collapses. We can have a military that's a non-military, and that's probably the best way to put it. The British military and the U.S. military are becoming quickly non-militaries. And other people say, well, you know, we've got problems like, you know, maybe the Russians and the Chinese are just like that too, and the NOCOs and the you know the Iranians. Or whatever, whoever we're going to go against. I got news for you. Um, The Russians don't have gays in the military, transgenders. um, Probably not a good idea to try to cry in front of your sergeant in the Russian army, the Chinese army, the North Korean army. Probably not a good idea. And it's just, it's a fiasco. It's out of control. And... You've got to wonder that the morons that came up with all this, have they ever heard about British Army battles at places like the Somme, Dieppe, Tobruk, Normandy, Arnhem in Arnhem and Holland, like I talked about, Goose Green, where Colonel H. Jones of the 2nd Para Regiment won the Victoria Cross, the Falklands War, to name a few out of thousands of places where the British Army stained the pages of history with heroics. And, you know, once again, it gets back into the old quote from Colonel Troutman from Rambo 1. Remember where he says, bring a lot of body bags? Of course, dealing with Rambo. But it's true. The next – day they, they ought to make a final video for this whole series called Bring a Lot of Body Bags because it is a total cluster in the making. It really is. And when we come back on US – actually – We're actually running out of time on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Probably a good time to end the show right now. Look for another show on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, and you can listen to the show not only live but also on Blog Talk Radio, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, and on iTunes podcast. 24 hours a day if you miss any of the show or you miss the whole thing or whatever, you want to replay it or whatever you want to do. That's the miracle of modern technology. That you can basically just play the stuff as often or as little as you want. And Thanks for joining us on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. We'll be back in a couple days. This is Ray Starman, your host, saying good night from California. Today is Trinity Sunday. Centuries ago, words were written to be a call and a spur to the faithful servants of truth and justice. Arm yourselves, and be ye men of valor, and be in readiness for the conflict, for it is better for us to perish in battle than to look upon the outrage of our nation and our altars, as the will of God is in heaven. Even so, let him do.